Welcome to In the Schools, a podcast dedicated to telling the story of the people who make the Montpelier Roxbury Public School District an amazing place to grow, learn, and work. We strive to reach our vision of creating caring, creative, and equitable communities that empower all children to build on their talents and passions to grow into engaged citizens and lifelong learners. In today's podcast, we hear from Whitney Mathnick, MHS math teacher and senior Scarlett Davis, Kira McGill and Anna Newberger, and ninth grader Miriam Sorota Winston. In this interview, we talk about a huge, I mean huge, food drive that started in Whitney's teacher advisory group and quickly became a fun-filled school-wide competition because MHS does love their competitions. Welcome, everyone. Hi. 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 All right, so here's a little background. Whitney and I both love our fancy coffees in the morning, and we have a fancy coffee maker at MHS. And we often meet at said coffee maker because we have apparently the same schedule for our coffee in the morning. And I always love these quick little moments with Whitney because when I get there, I get to hear all the great things that's going on with her and her students. And one morning, just a few weeks ago, she was telling me about the food drive and dropped one word into the into the, the whole conversation. And that word was competition. So from that moment in, I was all in because I might be slightly competitive. So Scarlett, can you start by telling all our listeners a little bit about what TA is or teacher advisory? Yeah, in our school, TA is like homeroom where you meet in the morning with a group of like your peers and a teacher. And it's a way to learn about like stuff that's going on in the school, announcements and participate in activities like this or other competitions like uh, the Harvest Fest, <clears throat> table themes, that's a big one. Um, and it's just a great way to have like a small group of people that you can bond with more. Yeah, and, and TA, is, <laughs> TA has different levels, right? Like well, different levels of kids? Yes, it's all different, um, like all the grades mixed in. Got it, got it. And so Anna, where did the idea for the food drive competition come from? Why did you decide? So you did made some interesting decisions there around weight versus quantity. And there, so there's lots of interesting things going on. Can you tell everybody a little bit about where the idea came from and how you all made some of those decisions? Well, the idea actually came from Ms. Macknick. She volunteered over the at the food shelf over Thanksgiving break, and the food and the shelves there were empty. And so mm -hmm. she saw a need and got together. We talked to us in class and was like, "Hey, I'm organizing this thing. Do you want to help? Can you help?" And we were all like, "Yes, we can help. We're ready to help, willing to." And we ended up deciding on weight over quantity because. We wanted to figure out how to make it more fair for items that might be like like one box of pads would only be like one item, but it's way more important. And we wanted to find a way to make high need items like I like high need items be equally important as like canned food or other things if they weigh more. And we ended up going with weight and being able to set your own goal rather than a one school-wide goal so you can be like I think my TA can only do this much and then that's okay and you still hit the hit your goal and you get entered into our raffle or you can way exceed it or set a really high goal for how much you think your TA can do and what was the raffle component uh 
there were a parent in the school was willing to sponsor a pizza party for a TA. And so what happened is if you hit your goal, you got a beautiful raffle ticket designed by Scarlett. <laughs> we were all entered into drawing and it was announced over the loudspeaker. One. I got it. I got it. I have to say that the weight did play into my buying decisions so <laughs> that I, I went straight for the laundry detergent. Although I hear other people like in the MHS office went straight for the dog food, which would have been a much better choice in terms of weight at the grocery store. Uh, Whitney, how have you been able to drum up support from other teams across the school? I think you may have learned some things about your colleagues during oh, this time. Oh, I did. I did. I also learned that Anna thought a good idea might be to get people moving mm -hmm. would be to have to use the dunk tank. If they didn't reach their goal, we thought that this is because Anna's never been in the dunk tank <laughs> in late October. Ooh, <laughs> like <my> <laughs> <laughs> but we it, it would have been great to get instant student support, but I'm not sure that's how teenagers' minds think that much because I'm not sure that they've all been in that situation of, of being in need. And so, what we relied on instead was getting the adults interested and getting the adults competitive. And at that point, that could filter down into, into our TAs. So when we put our suggested weights, like our estimated what we thought we could bring in, originally we thought as a team to keep that private so that TAs wouldn't feel badly if they couldn't reach that goal or if their goal was low. But then we realized we kind of needed that competition. So teachers could all see it. And we noticed that if I put 30 and I thought we were being, I don't know, a little, we're, we're going to go bold and go 30. And then Miss Monmody went 50 or 40. And we we're like, whoa. And then so Mr. Mr. Sabo said, oh, we can do 41. And I upped us to 41.5. And then later that day, his suddenly clicked onto 42. And then Liz is like, no, 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 I'm getting 50. And so once we locked in as a faculty, then we could start bringing the, the excitement down to our, to our students. And that, and I also got some parents involved. I kind of, I let parents in RTA know what we were doing. And a few other teachers did that as well. And that kind of got them excited. And one parent wrote in that she was so excited um, to see the school doing community work, and she brought she brought food for two different TAs in um, to uh, to Miss Monmity. That's awesome. That's awesome. I always I always knew there was a little competitive drive between the teachers at MHS. This is just further proof of that. Um, Miriam, I understand you volunteer uh, volunteer your time in a local food shelf. That's so awesome. We had a great conversation about when most people think of donations, they think of canned goods. Might it be time based on your experience to alter that mentality a little? If we're, if people are donating to food shelves, what are they looking for these days? Yeah, so I volunteer at the Montpelier Food Bank and they provide really all sorts of goods. It's really important for the food bank to be able to provide like a really wide array of foods and goods because people have People come to the food bank with all sorts of different needs. Some people are looking for pet food, produce, hygiene products, other kinds of healthy food, really all kinds of things that people aren't able to find, aren't able to afford. 
So like we have folks who come from the Econolodge who really need easy microwavable meals and other folks come looking for cleaning supplies or mm -hmm. we've had some folks who really need fresh produce because they're not able to get it elsewhere. So when you're donating to a food shelf, like canned foods are definitely the easiest to find and to donate and they obviously keep for a really long time. So there's a reason, of course, that's a state <laughs> food banks, but you know, we just as a community resource, the food bank provide a lot more than that. So for one, I'd say if you're donating to a food bank, you can check their website because they often has a, have a list of needs. Oh, good. I didn't know that. Okay, good. Yeah. And other than that, you can just think about like, <clears throat> if people rely on that food bank for a lot of different needs, like all the different sorts of things they might come there needing. So in particular, hygiene products were a big thing. We tried to encourage people to donate for this food drive. That's fantastic. And we'll make sure that we put the link to the food bank in the show notes for this podcast episode so people can find that pretty easily. That's awesome, Miriam. Thank you for helping our community out in that way. So Kira, you have the big reveal. We are <laughs> taping this podcast after the weighing event happened. Tell us what happened. How much food did you did you all raise for the food bank? Okay, so we had participation from 22 TAs and two offices and our total weight of donations was 1,090 pounds. I just want you to repeat that again. How much was the total weight? 1,090 pounds. That's so fantastic. Were you surprised? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was hopeful, but it definitely exceeded my expectations and I think everybody else's too. And and Whitney, you might need to help Kira out with this, but like, what does this mean? What does that mean in like the amount of trips you all had to make? Weren't there like several? Too many. <laughs> too many? First of all, we quickly got overwhelmed in the lobby Scarlett was there helping. She very kindly said, what can I do? And it's like, can we help? Because people, boxes and boxes and boxes just started showing up in the lobby. People would send their TAs down with these boxes and can all sorts of things. And Jason took on the project of weighing them all. And then it it just happened so quickly and he's shuttling things over to Scarlett and Scarlett's keeping track of it. And, and so papers, papers, papers everywhere. Oh wait, what's their TA? We're so close to 100. We, we need like four more pounds for 100. Oh. 96, I think that's all you. 96. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I got back from the delivery, she leaves in my box like 1,000 plus pounds. And I'm like, oh, that's wrong. And I just cut the fly to later. And then <laughs> the math teacher wasn't estimating correctly. <laughs> but Anna was part of the delivery crew. And we filled, we filled the entire van. We filled her car. And one other car, Matt, one other van, yeah. Matt Smith's car and another one of the vans. And there was another car. It was, it was fascinating when we all pulled up and 
Tim Noonan at the food bank. He's one of the directors. He was he was equally overwhelmed when we just started that trek, the daisy chain. Yeah, we just carried it. We literally we just carried it up and down the stairs. A thousand pounds of food, I guess. Between That's like amazing. Were they expecting you? Not well. They were expecting us, but I said, well. If we have 20 TAs and we set a goal of 15, we'll get probably 350 to 400 pounds. And and then he just sat there and just kept coming and coming and coming. <laughs> took a whole room of boxes of food. That's that's just so awesome. A couple of us came and went in on Saturday and helped to um, kind of organize it because yeah. it was a little overwhelming to everybody. Oh, I can imagine. Okay, so Kira, what's next? Why was this work important? And what does it make you think about going forward? I mean, I think it's connected to a lot of the values at our school. And it's just like a really important reminder that we care about our community and we can put in work to make these really big accomplishments happen. Scarlett, what would you add on to that? that is that is Scarlett. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. What would you add on to that? I mean, I think what she said pretty much sums it up. I think it was definitely a great success, and I think more things like this in the future would be a good way to move forward. But I want to tell you that I got an email earlier from Lissa, mm -hmm. and it said we're starting our collection in August this year. <laughs> <laughs> Because we had one of our seniors made a trophy for us and we're going to put the TA name in the year and then people are already telling us where the trophy is going to be living next year. So I think if we can build this as an annual event, I think that benefits, it benefits everyone because the kids had a great time. They felt as though they were giving back to their community, which they were. And the entire community benefited from it. And we'll just end that. Now, Miriam, there's no pressure there since you're the, the ninth grader on the team to uh, continue this tradition. Yep. <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. You all are just awesome. Thank you so much for helping out our community in this way and for starting it. I know that the central office team, if list the NASA's TA is starting in August, central office is here all summer. So we're gonna, we'll start a little <laughs> earlier than that maybe. Um, and my room will just be one big, one big place for the food bank. So a big thank you to Whitney, Scarlett, Kira, Miriam, and Anna for not only doing this for our community, but also taking the time to talk with me today and for contributing in such a positive way. Your efforts will make such a difference in the lives of our neighbors. Anna Hipko produces In the Schools. Join us next time where we dig into something else that's awesome here at MRPS. Till then, stay warm and stay strong, Montpelier Roxbury.